this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, this is Paul McCartney, and you're listening to Jonah Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kneel Thanks for tuning in to an episode of Jonah Radio. Can be here. Neil is also out because uh, he's at work, uh, making up for that time that he spent not at work, but uh, yep, that- still got to be at work, touching stuff all day. Yep. No. Well, I, I, is, are we to envy him? He only has to touch like maybe, uh, maybe like a. F- a foot wide, maybe three feet wide. That's like about it. A desk. It. A desk. He's got, he's got a keyboard and a mouse. That's about it. That's all. It's not. But he also has to worry about touching the hearts of the viewers of the thing he's cutting together. And there's tons of COVID out there. Yes, he, exactly. He starts from the heart. Yes, he does. He well, always works from the heart. I'm uh, Cash Hartzell. That's Cash Hartzell right there. Yeah. Um, I'm introducing myself this week because uh, we we started talking about Neil and I got skipped over because normally. We try to do the thing where Neil, it's and Neil's here, but yeah. when he's not here, and we've we've done we've done a few without sure. each other. Every, he's on every episode. It's it it it, it really it, we miss you. We miss you, Neil. I hope you're listening to this. Uh, so anyway, this is uh, this is uh, Jonah Radio uh, with Cash and I, and then uh, and we're gonna uh, talk about some uh, newsy music, and we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about. I'd rather not really talk about. Uh, yeah, no, I was thinking about that as well. It's uh, people I assume are tuning in because uh, they wanna they wanna talk about something else. So let's do that. Right. Yeah. Um, so we we are uh, doing our best to provide an hour of upbeat, happy, well, a uh, music show. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll say that. We'll just we'll, do. We'll just we'll, do. We music don't show. have to have upbeat yeah, yeah, or exactly. happy. That's, that's not. Uh, but uh, we're gonna start with a song from um, a band I think people should know about, uh, Treasure Fleet. Uh, this is a song from theirs called Fat Ones. Fat ones and raisins and all kinds 
Fat Ones with Treasure Fleet. Uh, that was um, fantastic. Yeah, little, they're a great band. A uh, little Who, like I would yeah, almost yeah, say. I'll put, I'll put a little, little Who in there for you, sure. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was really good. Yeah, I liked them a lot, but uh, that came out a couple years ago. But what's coming out now, and what would we call what's coming out now? Right, 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 right now, now, like the 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 current present situation of music of of, of music. Yeah. What you would call that music news. Oh, that's right, Cash. It is time for music news. Yes. Music yes. news. Um, and where we are going to talk about the whys and who's of the everyone but the who. The who is, we've talked about them enough. Yes, we have. We have addressed the live and dead members of yes. the who. Uh, check this out. Check this out, Cash. Mm-hmm. Seriously, check this out. Mm-hmm. You stand up and come over there. Just hot on the. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne's new album, Ordinary Man, mm-hmm. which has a track that he does with none other than Elton John, uh, ha- is his highest charting album of his entire career. That's insane. The album debuted at number three on the Billboard 200 and scored top 10 positions worldwide. Now, that's just, that's a thing where, but, but that, we've talked he, about it before, when the way things chart now is by sales. 
And but they aren't they doing they're doing like YouTube views or something like that in there too. Is that streaming? Billboard or is that Rolling Stone? I think started doing. Oh, is it Rolling Stone? I was doing I'm, streaming type so, of stuff. So yeah. did he even beat Black Sabbath? Like that's that's incredible of his, this, of his career. That's uh, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. But that's we're talking about charting, not sales. Yeah. So charting is completely different than sales these days. What what's the difference? Well. The uh, when nothing, whenever then when there's a ton of stuff selling, mm-hmm. like when he at the height of his career, uh-huh. um, Black Sabbath, and of course, okay. So stuff. you're saying it's a, like a matter of scale. Yes, it's a matter of scale. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Like um, when I was young, I had uh, when I was in my 20s, um, I drank a lot of 40s, mm-hmm. um, uh, 40 ounce beers. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I buy less beer but drink more. I didn't work out the uh, analogy of it, but there's something in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it's... no, no. Sorry, I drink. Okay. No, no I get it. I drink okay. as much, but I drink less. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, so when you were in your 20s, you drank a lot of 40s. Yes. Now you're now you're in your 30s. You drink a lot of vodka. So no, there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Scales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but what's uh, interesting about that too is that. Uh, uh, like for the album, they made a little eight-bit video game called Legend of Ozzy. Oh, that's cool! And it's just this kind of little scrolling thing where uh, you is just... Elton John in that too? Is what is Elton John in that? Too? Elton John is not in that in the no. video game. That'd oh. be great. If, Elton John would be great if he was like Tails in Sonic <laughs> and Tails. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's beautiful. Just a, a hedgehog. I didn't see the movie, so maybe they they delve into this. But like, yeah, just a little hedgehog. Yeah. Ozzy and a hedgehog, Elton John, and yeah. Um, I know we said we weren't going to talk about uh, the uh, COVID nineteen, but it's in the music. Biz. It is in the music biz. Uh, it's it's everything's being canceled, postponed. Mm-hmm. I've had to cancel and postpone shows. Yeah, uh, gigs are dropping out left and right for everybody. Mm-hmm. There's Coachella in the fall now. Coachella in the fall. Hey, maybe it'll be bearable to be there. It won't be in the <laughs> middle of the desert in the middle of summer. Uh, maybe. Nah. Yeah. I also like Elon Musk went on the record saying like uh uh like Coachella shouldn't just move it should just end because it sucks now basically oh He's well like, it hasn't been good in like ten years I was like dude it was it sucked ten years it's probably like when rich dickheads like you start showing up well it the also like the the billionaire business guy that's supposed to be revolutioning uh, the way we travel is also the dude that says like. <laughs> fucking sucks now like yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. not a that's not a useful trait in adulthood no it's not it really it's like he really embodies the uh yeah the the tech pro yeah idea well or he just he's the dude that figured out how to pay for things on the internet and which is i mean he did figure it out but it's not like everybody was like um you know what we'll never think of on our own paying for things on the internet yeah 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 it, it, it was sort of it was there he just did the did the work it yes. doesn't there's no like innovation to it at least but now you can he just because he has all the money he can just be like you know it'd be neat i think that's how uh, most uh things got made as a, a rich person complaining about something but then had the means to pay people to like fix, fix it. it yeah like it's like it's you know some duke going uh i can't stand these shoelaces if only there was some stickiness and then Velcro gets and then, in bed. Yeah, and then Velcro shows up. Yeah. And then, or uh, a guy, actually, a better one would be, I can't, I can't stick to the wall when I jump against it. If only. Are you talking about Stan Lee inventing Spider-Man? 
No, no, oh, okay. that's just like the, those the thing that like weird stunt thing. I don't even know what what it's from or how it started. Oh, you the know, Velcro runs, walls, the Velcro walls. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I uh, so I have a friend uh, who I saw for the first time in a long time the other day. Uh, I knew him in high school, and uh, we were doing a pep rally, and they they hired one of those Velcro walls, and they're like, "We're gonna get somebody from every event that's going on in uh, in the school, and ev- they're gonna have a representative, and they're gonna do it in front of everybody." So like capital football team goes and does it and sticks to the wall and then like the the wrestling guy and he does like a flip and then my buddy who's in the school play uh decides he's gonna is doing it and uh he runs up and he bounces and he hits the wall and we see him hit the wall and he just fucking crumples around his nuts and like rolls around on the ground and like he gets up and kind of helps back to over and he kind of sits down next to us i was like you all right and he's like yeah my beverly crusher uh jammed me in the sack right when i hit the wall and squash squash in between he has a little beverly crusher uh star trek the next generation action figure oh jeez! that he would carry around as like a little oh you're friends with ralph wiggum yeah basically (laughs) he bent his wookie exactly yeah um that's that's crazy i thought you said he was like he he hit the wall so hard and that but he crumpled but he still would like he rolled down the wall slowly, like because of the, and so it was like a creepy crawler, <laughs> just in like just a kid <laughs> screaming. Yeah, yeah. He, bra- he breaks his arm and it gets reset every yeah, time yeah, he turns exactly. over. Um, moving on. Moving on. Weird Al Yankovic rejects fan request to parody coronavirus with my Corona. Uh, he is tweet simply said, yeah, no, sorry, not going to do my Corona. <laughs> but didn't he, he already has a version of my Sharona, doesn't he? My Bologna. My Bologna. Yeah. So the, you can't ask a mat, uh, master. You can't go back. back. Not, you can't Elton John this to bring him into this. Story. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, I think that's a, I was at a convention with him in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, and it, this was only a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, everyone was very, uh, a lot of elbows. Yeah, you know, already, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, uh, people were kind of, uh, I had my hand sanitizer between every single person I talked to. Yeah, that's good. Not but even shook hands with a touch, just talked to. Well, you get in that rhythm, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, you know, going to the bill of your cap in between pitches to use a metaphor you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, sorry. I, I know a lot about baseball. I played baseball. Okay. I just don't know. What was it again? The cap? Yes. Or the pitch? Going to the cap in between the pitch. It's just a way of like resetting your mind, but in between. Oh, yeah. Like when Sylvester Stallone needs to turn his cap backwards because uh, it's like a switch when he's about to arm wrestle and over the top. I, I get it. I can't wait to see what you come out, like what movies you've seen after you come out of self-isolation. <laughs> Not to bring it up again, but you're going to go deep on some weird stuff. Yeah, probably. Uh, Journey. Fire bassist Ross Val- Valerie and drummer Steve Smith. I heard about this. Founder Neil Schoen and Jonathan Kane claim the pair attempted a corporate coup d'etat. Yeah. To take control of the band's brand. Oh, and and Steve Perry, while not in the band anymore, is still part of that. Really? Yes. Uh, because it's like the business. It's like the publishing, yes. the 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 money they get for the name and stuff like that. Like even their old manager from when they set up this deal. So Steve Perry also helped fire those guys. Wow, that's interesting. So he had to come back to. He's like, I know I quit the band. Well, I think it's more like checking an email and going like, yeah, okay. yeah, approve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good point. Uh, but that's crazy to be like 
this long into being a band and then half of the band fires the other half well it, that do you it, think the do you think that filipino kid got any say what's the singer no no he's indonesian i i don't know does uh what jason newstead uh get, get allowed at the table in metallica i realized I don't think that he w- ever was allowed at the no, table he yeah. was at, he was at the kid's stool yeah no and then robert trujillo who yeah, I, I, I don't. They made him a big business partner with it. Like, did they uh, really? Yeah, uh, the, I was think that there? He got like a huge bonus. Like they gave him a signing bonus when he signed with the band, and like, um, because they're like the basically all the mistakes they made with treating Jason Newstead like a second class citizen. They're like, we don't want to do that again. Yeah, I, we, you know, that's nice of uh, it shows they grew. That's very very true. But no, I don't think I think the the what's his name Aaron no Pineda I think is his name. Uh, the, the new singer, the new singer. I don't yeah. think he 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 got. He doesn't get a say. He got he got a zo- he got to zoom into the meeting, but he had to stay on mute the whole time. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we're gonna take a break with a song, and when we come back, there's gonna be some more music news. Everybody, uh, we're gonna play a song uh, by Wish Granters, which of course has Mike Watt and Mike Felix uh, um, and a guy from Treasure Fleet. Uh, this is Wish Granters. You were gone off their self titled EP. by wish granters now it is time to get back to it all right pick up one anthrax singer joey belladonna get this forms a journey tribute band oh really i wonder if he uh, heard about you know some stuff going oh, on like, we're gonna take over these bookings yeah exactly the thrash vocalist performs his first show with the with journey beyond this week uh and this was a, I think a couple weeks ago what so it, we should try to look up some see if there's footage of that yeah what what is the the lead singer of anthrax and steve perry like what where is where does a range crossover is it just like is he really like? Is he? No, no. He's a he. He's not he, a like. A, he's got like a. You know. He's more on the uh, Iron Maiden side. Of oh, I was now. thinking of Pantera. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That guy. Which. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> da 
don't stop believing. Wow, you just did rock rap. Yeah. Uh, Belladon was a previously covered classic rock hits with his long-running covers group, Chief Big Way. We. Oui. Uh, in a uh, um, yeah, that's problematic in a big way, uh, in which he has sung songs about by Boston, ACDC, Van Halen, and Journey. So he he likes to he likes to go high. It yeah. turns sounds uh, like he was raised in some heavy metal parking lots as a child. Yeah, uh, the uh, Journey Beyond uh, is based out of Nashville, and they played their first show uh, a couple Fridays ago in Hopewell, Virginia. Oh, well, I hope. Uh, I think they're they're making plans for uh, Nigel fall tour. <laughs> Ooh, hey, Ooh. Uh, I don't know if that would. I don't think that'd be a cover they'd do. No, no, I don't think so either. Love this sticker. <laughs> Cedric Bixer Zavala. Do you know who, who who he's from? Cedric Bixer Zavala. 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 Cedric Bixer Zavala. Uh, Gypsy Kings. Nope. Um. Uh, and math rock band. Uh, get close, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cedric Bixler Zavala. No. Nope. Well, Cedric Bixler Zavala from At the Drive-In uh, and Mars Volta, of course. Uh, um, he has denounced former bandmate Beto O'Rourke because Beto endorsed Biden. Wow. Yeah. Oh man! Remember when they were all rallying around Beto and they're like, "He's like, he's, he's an old school punk guy. He's yeah. a good guy, and he's he's." Yeah, and then uh, Beto cl- like fucking pulls the most punk move. Yep. Sells out. Sells out. <laughs> sells out to the DNC. Beto O'Rourke coming to Virgin Records. Yes. <laughs> uh, Beto made his new wave record with uh, <laughs> with a hit single. Uh, I agree. No malarkey. <laughs> no malarkey in in in. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, good. Exactly. Let me sniff that hair. Uh, of course. Uh, Oh man, uh, but yeah. So uh, you, you, that's a it's a that's you know I don't know that I don't think much of this stuff ever changes the needle on anybody. No, I mean like Beto endorsing Biden. I know for a lot of people, but like Cedric Bixler Zavala, like like being like it's like that sucks. I think people go like yeah yeah it does. Like yeah. no one's everyone on either side. Nobody. Yeah, he's not taking voters away from yeah. from him. Um, so do you think? Uh, I know we 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 say we're not. T- I, I have I have a feeling that the self isolation thing that uh, a lot of people are doing now might be good for music. Might be I think a lot of bedroom jams. A lot of bedroom jams. The a lot ne- of bedroom. The next uh, MGMT record band. Oh, oh the yeah, Postal Service yeah, style yeah, yeah. supergroups taking over the nation. Yeah, I think Beto O'Rourke is going to put out a bedroom album. Oh yeah, you think I, th- so? I think that's it. I think this is going to be his like he's going to go back into music with a little bit of politics underneath. Ah, he's going to come out and he's going to be like. Uh, uh, Texas Fugazi, and he starts <laughs> starts traveling the the the, the Southwest with yeah. messages of whatever he stands for. I don't remember anymore. Um, I don't have to anymore. <laughs> He's not doing anything. Um, but I think that that's that's my take. I think I think Beto's really really gonna like just maybe maybe like a Mike Watt Beto sort of thing where oh, they're okay. like a dose thing where they're both on bases. Yeah, hey, hey, there yeah. you go. When well, the first thing when he said a uh, uh, a a Beto Fugazi thing, I was just like. Uh, I wanna take your guns. I hate two way, two way, two way. Your guns taking them away. Everybody shooting. Everybody shooting. Everybody shoot, 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 shooting. And these bombs are on my way. I fucking hit two way. Um.
Post Malone, rapper, one of the biggest rappers in the world. I guess so. And also in a new Mark Wahlberg movie. Oh, really? Or a Netflix thing. Uh, you know who's in a, in a movie, uh, uh, side note, uh, Sturgill Simpson, he's in The Hunt. Is he really? Yeah, and he plays like a Florida, like, uh, like kind of like rappy dude. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like it's like I was like, I think it kind of looks familiar. I don't know Sturgill Simpson very well, but like when the credits roll, I was like, oh look at that, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a fantastic. How how was that movie? It's a lot of fun. Is it? It's a lot, a lot of fun. I never saw the trailer. I didn't really know anything about it besides the concept. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then so I went I went to it blind with a, like a packed audience with a you know there was a Q and A afterwards with uh, Damon Lindelof and Nick Cuse oh, awesome. and, and it was just like it's like fun. There's a lot of great. Surprises and uh, you know subversions and something like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's not you know not. A, and I don't think it's made to be. It's not meant to be like more than it is. It's like it's like they were like they're like we were. Yeah, we were having fun with the idea of like identity politics uh-huh. and both sides of the you know political spectrum in the country and stuff like that. He's like, but we were trying to make like a fun audience like movie, like a big broad like fucking shoot 'em up comedy. Yeah. Well, it, that's it. Very rarely do the. Um the things with political uh, undertones to them are about the undertones. Like they're mostly about the overtones, if that makes sense. Like, well, they're just like, you know, and like they do agree with like, you know, it being part of a conversation, but like to them, they were just trying to make a fun thing and they were using politics as a, you know, well, I want to see it. Yeah. I'm excited. It, it, did it, is it getting a full theatrical run or is it going? Yeah, it's out right now. Oh, wow. I know. That movie's getting a bad break. If everyone remembers The Hunt was supposed to come out, then the president said it was the that was the true racist. Yes. Because <laughs> um, there's like a thing in the in the trailer where the guy says like, uh, we're white people, we're the worst or whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, and he, says, uh, he said it was racist. And so that's when it got shelved indefinitely. Yes. And then they're like, you know what? Let's bring it back. And then uh, COVID. We'll put it, yeah, we'll put it out in theaters. Yeah. But back to what I was saying, uh, Post Malone, uh, you know, he has a lot of the face tattoos like a lot yes. of the new rappers have. Uh, and he says he gets them because he's insecure about his looks. He's like, I- I'm an ugly ass motherfucker. Oh. And I guess that's why he's like, I'm an ugly ass motherfucker. Uh, the face tattoos maybe come from a place of insecurity to where I don't like how I look. So I'm going to put something cool on there so I can look at myself and say, you look cool, kid. And have a modicum of self-confidence when it comes to my appearance. That's, he's 24. That's sad. But it, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I get that. Uh, logically, it it makes sense, but it's also like, I don't know. Uh, haven't you ever gotten sick of a haircut or oh, a God, beard? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Totally. Like, yeah. yeah I, I just I get sick of my mustache and I take it away. Yeah. And uh, like uh, the beard, you know. Yeah. It, sometimes it's about s- surprising yourself with different things on your face. If I can give you any advice, Mister Malone. Yeah. It's it's that uh, don't don't lock into anything particularly a, a design. Yeah. Uh, the, that, uh, that you can't uh, shave off exactly. or cover up, or maybe maybe you'll he'll, he'll have bird. enough money to take it all off. Yeah. The 24-year-old rapper currently has the words always and tired uh, marked up underneath each eye. Mm. Uh, he has playing cards up by his hairline, a knife by one of his ears, and most recently a bloody buzzsaw and a gauntlet added to his face. Um, he's you know, always kind of dealt with mental health. He said, in middle school, I would cry myself to sleep every fucking day. High school, the same thing. I used to drink some beers to get rid of that shit, but it just never goes away. And I don't think that's anybody's fault. It has to do with something predisposed in you. No. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... He seems like he seems like a good enough guy that's having a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I I worked with a kid when I worked I worked at the Wiltern for like two weeks, um, and there was a, a kid there, nineteen years old, who had a open razor blade under his Adam's apple. Oh, wow. a, across his throat, 
And I was I, I couldn't get I, I think I was like 25 at the time, but I was still like, <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. Like, wow, you signed up for it right away. Like, yeah. still a ton of room on his arms, like a couple of couple I, of things. I've known uh, tattoo artists that refuse to... To go up there? So, for- like, they're like, I won't do neck or hands or faces until that's what's left. Yeah. And yeah. I said, like, it's like, I'll do everything else. But they just kind of have, like, some, some, you know, some don't yeah. care. Some don't give a shit. Uh, and lastly, Glenn Danzig, oh. writer and director of Verotica, <laughs> has uh, confirmed details of his long in the works Elvis Presley covers album. Oh my goodness. Officially titled Danzig Sings Elvis is due out April 17th and uh, he'll be doing shows in Los, uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco. I bet, I bet those are canceled. Um, he does It Is So Strange or Is It So Strange Loving Arms One Night it's a 14 track collection and he does Love Me Pocket Full of Rainbows and The Young and the Beautiful um, I don't know any of those Elvis, Elvis yeah, songs yeah I mean I guess he's gotta be he's got I mean the guy's got like hundreds of songs yeah and I bet Danzig has a pretty deep yeah uh, exactly appreciation of him he's not doing the he's a little less conversation yeah every time hey, this is what Danzig says uh, every time I have downtime or if I was working on soundtrack stuff, I would just record another Elvis track or two. So what started out as an EP, I now have more than enough for a full album. Uh, when I was a kid, I was cutting uh, school, pretending I was sick, and I would lie at home watching old movies, and Jailhouse Rock came on with Elvis, and I was like, I want to do this. This is great. And that's how I veered into music. Huh. Um, so yeah, he's going to be doing like small, intimate shows. And I wonder if it's more the, you know... Uh, Early Elvis? No, I'm gonna say like more the croony. He wouldn't do the. He wouldn't do uh, like the rock and roll stuff, like the blue suede shoes and like the the. I don't know, but because at the same time he wouldn't do the um, uh, the gospel stuff. I don't. No. I can't imagine because that's like a little, you know. Huh. Yeah, but of course the artwork is terrible. Uh, is there a pompadour featured? Yeah. <laughs> no, just real bad artwork. Oh, oh, Danzig. Oh, Danzy. Well, uh, but I, he did on uh, Thrall Demon Sweat Live. Uh, he ended up, I think he did a uh, Trouble. Um, okay. I mean, this, all this stuff is, all Danzig's music is all kind of blues rock based anyway. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I can definitely, yeah. when he's doing it, you're like, oh, yeah, this is a, uh, this is a, and you're like, oh, you've been doing it the whole time. Yeah, 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 one of those just, just like, straight through, and you're like, oh, this is, this is how, this is where you got that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's really exciting. That might be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, Any hoozle. Uh, we're going to take a break with a song. This one is by our good friend Lucia Fasano. Uh, for uh, album Best Friend Forever. It's the song Spend the Night. Let's 
Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, it's Cash. It's that time of year when everyone is traveling or running around getting thoughtful gifts for the people they care about. Well, think about giving yourself the gift of Audible membership. Now is the best time to do it with a special offer of 53% off your first three months. Access an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, erotica, memoirs, and more. You can choose three titles every month, one audiobook, and two exclusive Audible originals you can't hear anywhere else. Listen on any device, anywhere with the Audible app. It's great while commuting at the gym or, you know, just sitting around the house and not leaving. With Audible, you'll also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges and your own audiobook library you keep forever, even if you cancel. Right now, for a limited time, you get three months of Audible for just six ninety five a month. That's more than half off regular price. Just head over to audible.com slash radio or text radio, R-A-Y-D-I-O, to 500-500. Give yourself the gift of listening. For more, go to audible.com slash radio or text radio to 500-500. This week, I'm going to talk about uh, something that I really like about Audible is sometimes I go in and I search for authors and search by my favorite authors. And not only does Audible have all the books by my favorite authors, in this case, James Elroy, uh, one of my favorite authors who I typed in there. It also has a lot of things, uh, live events that he's given or speeches or Q and A's and stuff like that. So it's a way to expand, uh, not just the books you love, but sort of go back and see what the author said about them, uh, in a very, uh, cool present way. Cause, uh, unfortunately podcasting doesn't have a ton of really good, book interview podcast, or at least I, I haven't found them. Um, but Audible's got you covered on that. You just head over to Audible. I could look at James Elroy with an introduction by uh, local LA journalist, Pat Morrison, or uh, some of his fresh air archives or uh, anything like that. It's all, I head over to the, uh, I just type his name into Audible. So that's one thing I love about Audible. And I bet you'll love it too. So you should head over to audible.com slash Radio, R-A-Y-D-I-O, or text radio to 500-500. Back to the show. Okay, thank you so much. Lucia Fasano. Clap, 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 Great, and doing a lot of the good work for Bernie. She's really out there. She's like, you know, canvassing, making the phone calls now that, you know, the California primaries are passed and something like that. So, And she's just like a rad, rad dude. She's a rad, she's just awesome. She was on The Deuce last year oh was she yeah oh nice uh she was on the deuce and not only was she on the deuce but apparently her parents both worked on uh x uh, x-rated movies back in the 70s that's where they met oh wow because like her mom is a casting director and yes. has like cast me in uh, she's the one that cast me in better things oh i don't know yeah 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 um but yeah that's uh that that's a story i took from her twitter i i, I assume oh well, wow um i don't want to a, a sign we should uh, have her on sometime because yeah. like her music's great she's an actor she's just a really really rad rad person um but uh um oh you know what we can't these are just are these full songs or, or are they just uh well we'll find out either way okay. um so uh anyway that's it for uh the episode oh yeah what well i uh so what do you got <laughs> i i actually do have something because it 
and it's a it's a weird uh, musical uh, step uh, that uh, just randomly entered my life. I got a job uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, thank you for a couple of people reached out uh, wondering how I was doing driving during this whole thing, oh, yeah, and yeah. I. I'm not. I am working uh, at a grocery store, which is it was probably even worse. Uh, it's a little crazier, concern, yeah. uh, but uh, it, it's much more stable. And it, uh, I'm working at a Trader Joe's, and I was going to the employee ble- uh, break room down this hall, and I l- turn to the left, and I look, and I see this picture of some place called the Tropicana Motel. Now, do you know anything about the Tropicana Motel? I'm, I don't think so. So the Tropicana Motel um, was. You're familiar with like the Riot House, the Hyatt House on yeah, Sunset, yeah. and the um, you know there's these rock and roll hotels, and I had heard about this rock and roll hotel because it's legendary. Now it, this is where the Trader Joe's is now, basically. Actually, I actually think it's next door where the, the there's a Hyatt there. Oddly enough, now, but it was Sandy Koufax owned it at one point, the wow. Dodger baseball uh, legend, and he wanted to get uh, people. Uh, he wanted to bring like a sort of a. I'd say like a Palm Springs Frank Sinatra feel to the place. Yeah. But if this was right in between the Troubadour. It's just south of the Roxy. It's right next to Barney's Beanery. All these places that were legends in the 70s, 60s and 70s yeah. for rock and roll musicians. And that's what it became was like this fucking orgy of rock rock musicians. So um, the, what, the, the story I know about it was Elvis Costello, the first time he came to... Uh, L.A. right after what was was his first album My Aim Is True. Yeah, like My Aim Is True had was just coming out in the states. He was doing a couple of dates, and he had Tom Waits' first couple of albums. And he was like, "When I get to L.A., I'm gonna find Tom Waits. I'm no, I don't know how I'm, how I'm gonna do it, but I, I want to find that guy. I want to talk to that guy about songwriting." And the uh, the record company books him into the Tropicana. He goes, he like drops off his stuff, and he like, "All right, I'm gonna go find Tom Waits. He's around here, so I'm gonna go check wow. the Troubadour. I'm gonna do that." And he walks downstairs past the manager's office, and he looks to his left, and Tom Waits is sitting in the manager's office because <laughs> Tom Waits lived there for like five or six oh, years. Crazy. Um, so he talks about it in a lot of interviews. So I kind of knew about that, but just doing a little bit of research on this place, it's fucking insane. So I'm gonna read you a little bit uh, from this. Uh, article just like the name droppy part. So yeah. Jim Morrison and the Doors uh, used to hang what out. What a dork. Yes. Um, who hung around the Palms, which was a, a lesbian bar across the street. Uh, he would drink there all night before stumbling across the street to pass out where he would stay. Mornings after, he'd write many of the songs that became hits for the Doors. So literally the Tropicana is where he took those drunken wailings and turned them into <laughs> those drunken yeah. wailings. Um, Tom Waits uh, was minstrel in chief, uh, resided in a bungalow for nine years. Jeez. Um, he smuggled, I don't know how you do this, but he smuggled an upright piano into his kitchen in the bungalow um, and wrote Small Change, his album 1976. Um, Odd personal story that I got told from when I was a daytime bartender at Tom Bergen's, a dude came in. And we were talking, and Tom Waits came up, and he's like, "I knew that dude. I used uh, uh, that dude used to get me in trouble with my girlfriend because uh, we lived in the bungalow next door at the Tropicana. He would come home and start banging on the piano, and I liked his music, and she hated his music, and we would get in fights because I was defending him. And uh, then, I, then I would go outside, and he would finish up, and then we'd go get breakfast together uh, in the morning. Nice. Uh, that guy was also he was a Zappa lighting director, oh, is crazy. what he told me. So I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, small chain. Van Morrison wrote TV Sheets there. Uh, Big Brother, The Holding Company, Bob Marley and the Whalers, Alex Cooper all made the Tropicana their Hollywood base of operations. I think I've heard some Alex Cooper because uh, like, I think that's where he met um, uh, what's the guy? Uh, Supermensch. Uh, the guy that basically like took over his career and made oh. him into a star. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, Steve Nixon, Lindsey Buckingham uh, got their first record contract and moved into the Tropicana and wrote their first uh, album there. Joan Jett lived at the Tropicana both as an adult and as a little girl. Oh, weird. Um, the Dickies, the Dead Boys, the Ramones, and Blondie all stayed there. The Heartbreakers lived there. Like Tom Petty didn't live there, but the Heartbreakers oh, lived on. there for a while. Um, and then Electra Records moved in I around the corner on La Cienega there. Um in 67 and that's where their their state-of-the-art recording studio was so then they put up all their acts there that were recording so it was janice joplin bruce springsteen zappa alice cooper led zeppelin mamas and the papas the beach boys jim mcginnick of the birds and the martha and the vandellas sly and the family stone chucky chucky weiss uh you remember that so the the ricky lee jones song chucky's in love yeah that was written literally because Chucky Chucky Weiss brought a date to a party at um, the Tropicana Hotel, Jeez. and Ricky Lee Jones sat at Tom Waits' piano and wrote that about him, huh. and wrote that riff. Um, and it's this is not like a nice hotel. Yeah, uh, from the, like even the picture that's supposed to be like a really pretty picture is of a very very shitty hotel. It's what? like three stories tall. It's on a hill, so you have to like go up the hill as you go towards the back, which means like. There's like a couple of rooms at the bottom, more rooms at the, uh, in the middle, yeah. and then the long one at the top. Like it, it's built in a in a very terrible place, but it just looks like a it it, it just looks like it could be the worst motel in any uh, any place. Huh. Um, let's see what else. Uh, there's a lot of lot of street people there there's a lot of drugs going around mm -hmm. uh william f Burroughs would show up because of both the rock and roll and the drugs yeah. uh they painted the pool black so they didn't have to clean it as much <laughs> and you did not jump in the the pool because there was either rusty sharp shopping carts or like sharps needles and oh, stuff wow. like that um yeah there's there's a lot of shit that went down um at the tropical motel and i was just blown away uh, like I knew a little bit about it, and I saw this picture, and I was like, "Let's Google that." Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like the, this place that is now, like I said, a Trader Joe's parking lot and a Ramada parking lot was the site of so much like crazy hedonism, and in a way that like we, I, I mean, maybe it happens. Maybe uh, I live in LA and I don't see it all that often, but I, I don't have occasion to. It's not. Maybe the Soho house is like this. Maybe there's yeah. something like that, but I don't. I don't think I don't so. Think that I, I don't think maybe not in like rock. You know, yeah. I don't think like any kind of rock based situation like that anymore. No EDM, maybe maybe you know, you know like trap or something like that. Or yeah, maybe one of those the, other well, scenes. One of those other scenes, but I, it's just crazy that like the sheer amount of people. And this is not like like I said, not a nice hotel, and it's not a particularly in a great place it just literally happens to be in between everything clubs yeah and yeah, so yeah. it's sort of um it, it's it's really really interesting to me that you could just like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna stop there was a like a, a coffee shop there they actually the coffee shop is now on sunset it's called duke's you ever seen duke's coffee shop so, yeah that is the original coffee shop that it, it, it's up by um uh, like the whiskey it's like yeah, two yeah. doors down from the whiskey but um 
the that was a thing where it was just like, hey, if you go to this place, you will see these people hanging out. That's crazy. You will see anybody from, you know, I mean, uh, John Lennon would would hang out at the Troubadour uh, every, yeah, yeah, with, every uh, night. Yeah, uh, Harry Nielsen. Harry Nielsen. I can't imagine they didn't like wander down there. It's it's yeah. two blocks away. It's just, uh, but yeah, just just goes to show you in L.A. that there's like there's always something just kind of around the corner. And there's culture. There's culture. It's just it's uh, just in, but there's now. but there's just a strip mall there. Now. Yeah. And and one of the the loveliest Trader Joe's you'd ever seen. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. That that was my third act problem was uh, talking about that. I do think. Um, I do think there's some uh, we could talk some good uh, hotel stories if we ever get uh, a guest in here after this whole thing blows over uh, as rock and roll hotel stories I think I could do some research and come up with some good ones that'd be great um, I watched the uh, uh, ZZ Top Doc oh how's that it's fun it's funny because it's like it's like it, real interesting I guess I never realized that they didn't really have the beards until way later in their career oh really uh, yeah and uh, it's just kind of neat like one of the funniest parts of it is uh, where they all like are calling each other because it's like uh, you know John Beard who's the drummer mm-hmm. the one without the beard mm-hmm. like he calls and they're all very like aware of like the joke of that like uh, you know it's just they, they're all very like self aware and like really smart you know like you know funny guys and um, but it's uh, there's this uh, funny moment where it's like John Beard he's like yeah watch I turn on like you know the TV and um, and like there was like some like like yeah, kind of music special on there was some music special on they were showing all these like performances and all these kind of you know like like visuals set to music and I thought and so I called up and they, like he called up like you know Randy or no Dusty or whatever and mm-hmm. like uh, um, and he's, he's like yeah turn it on it's like way down on the dial man but you gotta check it out it's some like music specials happening it's like really neat and then like uh, he's like watching it and then like he's, he's like I gotta call Billy and he calls Billy Gibbons and and then like Billy's watching it and then like uh, then like like Billy calls John Beard or uh, I think it's John Beard but like you know the drummer like he's like hey man when did you start watching this thing? He's like, I don't know, like four hours ago. He's like, how long? When's this supposed to end? <laughs> and that's how they found out about MTV. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And that's and that like and, and, and MTV is kind of like the thing where it's like, you know, they were this this band that was just like a rock band, you know, that did well, mm-hmm. uh, and then then like MTV kind of re-upped them, and Eliminator became like one of the biggest albums. Yeah. Well, they and they they also. Um, uh, much like we were, I was saying about Elon Musk earlier. Uh, they, I don't think they innovated, but they did it really well. They figured how how to put cool cars and hot babes in music videos. Well, that like, was just the director that, guy. That was just some other guy's idea. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, because they were like, you know, they knew they were older than like everyone else that was on MTV at the time and stuff like that. And like, you know, they just kind of it was this this you know filmmaker guy that kind of figured it out for him, did all those videos for him. It, that you're you're right uh, when you when you say you know you don't realize how much more they had before the beards it's just like those they were so those videos in, in, introduced them and they were just like statues they were yeah. like they've always been there they're they're the enduring spirit of rock and roll or something like yeah, that yeah it's funny cuz like you know they they played like four shows in Hawaii like they were asked like to be to by the Rolling Stones to open up for them oh wow and like uh, and like there's you know like they're you see them and they're you know they have like scraggly kind of beards uh-huh. but like it's like or like one of them is shaved but like you know billy gibbons like he's a guy he would wear like kind of like john lennon glasses because they're all like you know into the beatles and uh-huh. stuff like that it's like he wore john lennon glasses kind of have moppy hair and what was like you know and, but it was during that i think that time of like like you know like southern it's kind of credence like you know these guys yeah. like these guys that were playing kind of like jangly 
British invasion stuff going. Like it's like let's kind of let's turn it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, turn it up. Let's like let's get more like cream up. or something. Like that. Yeah. Um. Uh. And then uh. Um. Yeah. It's funny because Billy Bob Thornton's interviewed in a bit, and like he was like he's like yeah, you know when they came back and they had the beards. That's kind of that's like you know it started kind of the cartoon character uh, version of ZZ Top, where it's like <laughs> that's like you know, and then it's there's this funny thing where um they uh they go. It's like you know, we try to get John to grow a beard, you know, and like, uh, and like he's, he's like, he's like, he's like, I don't, I hate it. I don't like being around because they're always recognized now. Like we never <laughs> used to get recognized before the beards. You no know, one knew what we looked like. Well, that's that's the key. It's like uh, uh, Aesop Rock song he put out a while ago, and he talks about going in and admiring the one behind the juice has has dreadlocks and somebody asked her like how long you had those and she's like oh i had them for like nine years and i got tired of them and i cut them off i know i just attach them whenever i feel oh, like oh, it geez. and i was like that's what those guys need to do is like just like peel it off and yeah. like go around your lives and then like oh got a rock and roll yeah zip yeah. it on like uh adam was it derwitz what's the uh cutting crows guy does he do that that's with a the, wig that's yeah. a wig yeah oh that's so smart yeah oh man and you won't get Surrounded by crows fans, murder of crows fans, counting murder of counting crows, murdering of counting crows fans. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's something I got no no disagreement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you solved our third act problem. You know me. I like I don't like to overstay my welcome. Uh, but that's it for the show. For everyone out there doing their best in quarantine, self-imposed, doing their darndest to not blaze through every episode of Sopranos again. Oh, man. You got any recommendations? You got anything that you want? Mystery Science Theater The Return and The Gauntlet. I I think both of those are big choices. I think think they they should also check out I can't remember the name of the streaming service, but Jonah VRV.co. VRV.co. Get VRV. Uh, it's Apple TV. All the, you know, uh, the Fire Stick, the Roku, they all have it. And it's it's free. There's a ton of free stuff on there. One of the free things is Hidden America. Go check it out. Go check Watch it out. It. Watch you it You have order. plenty of time. Yeah. Send it to people. And if you, you got other things uh, that are helping you pass the time, tell other people about that. This is going to be how you get people through it is... Book, TV, and movie recommendations. Yeah, exactly. Recommend. Listen to music. Yes. By the way, the full archive of Jonah Rada is always available yes. under uh, more episodes, previous episodes. Uh, you can go back and you can check those out and kind of put uh, some emotion behind some of these stories that we uh, we tell. Uh, disagreements. Uh, you can go back and listen <laughs> to our old fights if you want to. Perfect. Um, we're going to end with a, a new track from our boys, The Manx. Um, uh, this is we're going to be playing um, Mind Grinder 1 and this is a 38 second track off of uh, uh, a new uh, split they did with Fart Barf so uh, enjoy it so here you go wait a minute hmm? yes never mind okay My, Mind Grinder 1 by the Manx thanks everyone for listening